You want to do as many different genres as you can. And that's what I've been doing. I've done movies with the Muppets. I did Sinatra. I did good guys and bad guys. I did a movie with an elephant. I decided that it was here to try different parts and do different things. That's what it's really all about. That's what my career should be. The words of Raymond Allen Liotta, that unfortunately, known to the world as Ray Liotta, passed away on May 26 of 2022. Tonight, we will remember him here in Tales from the Abyss. So, without further ado, welcome to Tales from the Abyss, the most unfiltered, unselfish, unapologetic, unpretentious, the greatest celebration of freedom of speech in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Tell him, Jay. Folks, that's right. It's that time again. It's time for another wonderful episode of Tales from the Abyss. I am Jay Linderman, along with my good friend and co-host, Mr. Padwell Rojo. And folks, tonight, with that opening, that explains it all. What we're talking about tonight is, to me, a Hollywood legend that has gone too soon. And with that, my friend, I'm going to kick it over to you and let's kick this thing off. Man, another one of those shows that I wish I didn't have to do. I, I agree. I, I completely agree. But, however, this is a tribute to Mr. Ray Liotta, so it has to be done. It has to be done, man. And what a what a career this guy had. I mean, we, we will remember him forever as that uh, infectious, uh, <laughs> that, that laughter from uh, Goodfellas. Dude, okay, first of all, Goodfellas is one of my all-time favorite movies. If I had to make a top five list, Goodfellas is in that top five. And I mean that. I've I've enjoyed and watched that movie for years. Yeah, we have brought and, that movie up here before. You have always said that you love that movie. Yeah, and, and it never gets old to me. It's just great performances, great writing, of course, great directing by Martin Scorsese. Uh, but it's really Ray Liotta's performance as uh, Henry Hill that kind of ties everything together. I know Robert De Niro's a big star and yeah. Joe Pesci and all them, but it's really Ray Liotta that ties that movie together. That's that I mean that's what's so crazy about that movie that that is good all around, but the fact that Ray Liotta playing Henry Hill and he basically I'm sorry, but he outshined Pesci, he outshined Robert De Niro. Like he, he did. He, he did without yeah. a doubt. On that on that specific movie, he overperformed everyone. You and see, Ray Liotta, in my opinion, was always underrated. I know he's been in some some he's been in some stinkers. Don't get me wrong. He's yeah, been he, in some crap. Yeah, he did some. But any actor that's worth his salt has been movie is his career's long. So, Microphone I mean, is killing you. What else is new? <laughs> Yeah, Phil of Dreams, he played Shula's uh, Joe Jackson. <laughs> and Phil of Dreams well, okay. has got a strong... I knew Phil of Dreams was going to come up, and here's my chance, okay? Phil of Dreams is overrated. It's oh. overrated. I know a lot of people love people it. People love I it. Get people it. love it. Yeah, and my mom, I've, I've quite a bit. My mom, back in the day, I think she still is, but big Kevin Costner fan. So I've pretty much seen... Anything Kevin Costner's been in. Yes, and that includes The Postman. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, another, another story. But, uh, but you know, Field of Dreams, to me, I mean, it, it's a cool story. And I wish Ray Liotta, and I wish 
Ray Liotta had, had a big part in it. But unfortunately, he did not. And I know it's Kevin Connolly, but to me, it was savvy. Right, you got to adjust your microphone. It's messing up big time. Uh -oh. I'm not using my mic. I'm using my phone tonight. Oh, we don't, we're not talking through a computer? No. <laughs> okay. So we're going to have a long night. Then there's another one here that I wanted to bring up. Unlawful Entry. And that one was a 1992 with uh, Kurt Russell. Right. Okay. Unlawful Entry came out in a time when... Um, a new thriller, a genre of thriller had come out. It's called the domestic thriller, and we can all thank Fatal Attraction for that. Yeah, yeah, but they couldn't top Fatal Attraction. They tried, but not even in the box office. They could never top that one. No, and now wow, I love me some Kurt Russell. Everybody knows me. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, Kurt yeah. Russell. Me too, me too, but not, not, not on this one. On this one, it was good, uh, but not, uh, yeah, that's nowhere near. Uh, it was like you said, you, you, got, you hit the nail on the head. They were trying to go for that. Uh, that new genre that they were they were hot on on back then with uh with Fatal Attraction. There was another one, uh, Cradle Will Rock with Rebecca De Mornay. That one was pretty. Oh, uh, the hand that rocks the cradle. The hand that rocks the cradle. That one was a hit. They had a hit with that one. But that, yeah, that that one. If you go back and watch it though, it's <laughs> it's such a '90s movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But back then, I mean, they 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 were flocking into the movie theater to watch it. I mean, it did good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But in an unlawful entry, though, I know the movie itself and all that great. But Ray Liotta played a great bad guy. Yes, great bad guy. And, uh, but you know, I mean, it's not as good as Goodfellas, of course. I mean, no, nothing's no. gonna be. I mean, <laughs> Henry Hill and Ray Liotta go hand to hand like ham and yeah. burger. You know what I mean? Then we have Operation Dumbo Drop. Christ. <laughs> Karina Karina with that great Democrat named uh, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, God. <laughs> well, hey, I did. I actually did see Operation Dumbo Drop a long time ago. Me too. Me too. Now, here's. Yeah, I, if I recall, doesn't that also have Dennis Leary and Denny Glover in it? Yes, yes. Yeah. Back when Dennis Leary is trying to be somewhat of an actor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That didn't work out. Oh, uh, the um. Well, he did good on that. Uh, what was the name of that movie where he was uh hunting the people now at night? Uh, so it wasn't surviving the night. It was no escape. No, yeah, no, no escape is the one that I'm going to talk about now. Okay. Um. No, we did the movie. We did. We did a a, a review of that movie in here. I forgot the name. It's with Emilio Estevez, where they went out to the Lakers game or a boxing uh, fight or something. Judgment Night. Judgment Night. Yeah. He was yeah. good on that. Yeah, Dennis Lear is good as the uh, bad guy drug dealer in that. Absolutely. Yeah. But no, I'm going to talk about No Escape because No Escape is one of my favorite uh, sci-fi movies because you know I like all that government conspiracy shit. And this one went by the name Escape from Absalom or Absalom 2022, which is ironic because the man died in 2022. Ooh. And no, no Escape stars, uh, it's a 1994 American science fiction uh, film. It was directed by Martin Campbell and it stars Ray Liotta, the great Lance Herrickson, Stuart Wilson, Kevin Dillon, and Ernie Hudson. Ah, 
Man, I tell you, Ernie Hudson's been in a lot of classes that people never talk about. Yeah, Ernie Hudson, he cemented his legacy a long time ago. Oh, big time. I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about Ghostbusters. But I, whenever I think of Ernie Hudson, I think of The Crow, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to, uh, to, uh, you having a party over there? <laughs> no, I had a friend of mine, and he's sending me a, um, he's sending me a text from something in Orlando. He was having a good time over there, and he's, he's sending me some information that, that in two years, I'm going to be working somewhere down there, but right now I got something else that I'm frying, and I'm going to fry it real good before I make my exit. I hear you, brother. Do what so, you gotta do. Make them greenbacks. <laughs> yeah. ah, right now, I'm taking a pay cut just to build something, but that's all right. We all have to do something before we die that we can feel proud of. So this movie, you would love this because this is the the it's a penal system run by corporations, and prisoners are seen as asses. Asses. Highly trained ex-marine John Robbins is imprisoned for life for murdering his commanding officer after being ordered to kill innocent civilians in Benghazi. That sounds a lot like the beginning of The Running Man. It does, it does. But have you seen this movie? A long time ago. I actually saw this movie in the theater. Wow. I, I can't remember with who, but I saw this movie in the theater and I think I watched it again on DVD at some point. But I do remember it well because I, at first I was kind of like, Ray Liotta's going to be an action hero? Give me a break. But he actually pulls it off. He pulls it off. I mean, he was that. He was an actor that could just absorb the role. And the movie flopped a flop, but it really had nothing to do with Ray Liotta. He was good. Absolutely. And if I'm not mistaken, No Escape opened up at number one at the box office. So there was some yeah. sort of appeal back then. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to start the show with what he had said, because for him, it was important to just play different, uh, different roles. I mean, it wasn't about just playing the same person all the time. He could have easily played uh, some kind of Sicilian mobster or Italian gangster. But man, he was just all over the place. Oh, I know, I know. Ray Liotta, have you seen that movie he, he's in with uh, um, Jason Patrick called Narc? Narc, yeah, I think I've seen Narc. That was a two, yeah. 2002. Something like that, yeah. yeah it was seen directed it. by Joe Carnahan. Yeah, 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 yeah. It started Jason Patrick and Ray Liotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. The effort of, yeah, it was two police detectives searching for a, uh, an undercover police officer. It's a very, very gritty movie. Um, much like a 70s cop film, like a French Connection or something like that. Yeah. Uh, only, you know, this one's narc. You know, by the time you get there in the early 2000s, it's going to be more violent. So, <laughs> you know what I like? <laughs> I got that blood splatter, baby. <laughs> you know what I like? And this one was, uh, it was MGM uh, distributed this one, and it was uh, Turbulence 1997. Turbulence. Trailer. Oh, my God. I forgot about that movie. I like it. Oh, my gosh. Look, this Turbulence was one of those movies. 90s, 90s. When I saw the preview, I remember thinking, wow, this could be cool. Because Ray Liotta is a bad guy on mm -hmm. a plane. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I dig it. Problem was with Turbulence, I didn't like it that much because I thought Lauren Holly, who who's the lead actress, I thought she was completely miscast, and therefore I thought 
kind of threw the movie off. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think back then they had to get her for whatever the reasons. It could have been. I mean, Lauren Holly, for the people who don't know, Lauren Holly uh probably best known for playing uh, Mary in D- the first Dumb and Dumber movie. Yes. Um, she also played uh, Linda Lee, Bruce Lee's wife, in the uh, Bruce Lee biopic, you know, Dragon. Yes. Um, Good looking so woman. She, been, she was actually pretty popular back in the 90s. I've never been a big fan of hers. But. Yeah, a good-looking girl. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I just thought she was wrong for turbulence for whatever reason. Well, and that same year, 1997, let's stay with the uh, with the, the one that followed uh, turbulence that was Copland. And that's a good one. Once again, he... Heavily, 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 heavily underrated movie. Yeah, once again, he, uh, him and Robert De Niro are sharing the uh, the screen together. With a very pudgy Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember. Who, in fact, gained weight on purpose for that role and took a massive pay cut. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone, if he wanted to, he could have ventured out and become something else. He could have been a different kind of actor, too. Well, anything's better than Rambo Last Blood, so... <laughs> I like me that movie, but that's all right. Dude, okay, real quick, Rainbow Last Blood. I liked the end. The end when, you know, the bad guys come from him and he sits up, you know, kind of like Kevin McAllister, only violent. <laughs> sets up all those traps and everything in the tunnels and stuff. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was somewhat Rambo-ish. But the rest of the movie, I, I just I thought it was just very mean-spirited and didn't like it. I'll tell you one thing, though. If that was a true story and he go to Mexico, he ain't making it back out, buddy. <laughs> Hell no. I don't care who you are. You uh, could be John Rambo, John uh, Matrix. It don't matter. You're not coming down there. Them cartels ain't going to let you walk, bro. Impossible. Yeah. Let me see what else we got here. Well, we got Muppets from Space. <laughs> 1999. That man said he wasn't scared to do a movie with the Muppets. I like the Muppets a long, 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 long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I still got. I got a box set of one of the uh, of the the first show, the first season of the original one. You know, the one from back in the 70s and. Oh, the Muppet Show! Yeah, yeah. The Muppet Show. I got a yeah. This is where, for, for forever the reasons after this, 1999, it started going down because this, that's what he did, Forever Mine, which was a 1999 British-Canadian romantic drama. Never seen it. Yeah, that one wasn't, wasn't very good. And then he yeah. did uh, Pilgrim, also known as Inferno. I uh, can't say I've seen that one either. Yeah. It starts really hard. Yeah, I know he did a sequel to Street Kings. He did. Then he did Rumors and Angel, Rumor, a rumor of angels. That's another Never one heard of those. It. Yeah, there's another one of those. Uh, Space is a 1918 novel. Uh, it's not. Well, he also but he played Johnny Depp's dad in the movie Blow. Yes, yes. No, he wasn't Blow. He was he, he played uh, Fred Young. Yeah, the. Uh, the sympathetic father uh, who didn't really want to know that his boy was in the drug business and really kind of let it slide. <laughs> yeah. And big shout out to uh, to good old Johnny Depp for winning his uh, lawsuit. Go, hey, go Depp. <laughs> hey, go Depp or go home, baby. I'm telling oh, you, look, I, look, I, I am completely against spousal abuse and me too. Of any of any kind. Stuff, I'm not a mar- I'm not a married man, but I'm I'm totally against 
that, I mean, it makes me sick to my stomach to know that somebody would put their hands on their wife instead of just getting a divorce or getting the fuck out of the relationship. Right, but I'm sorry, but if a woman cuts off the edge of my finger, I'm done. (laughs) But she was, uh, you know, for a person that was playing a victim, you know what the mistake that she made? She even texted that she had beat him up and everything. It's like, lady, that is your text. Like, you were texting from from another spot that you actually had hit him and whatnot. Like, I just thought, did it ever occur to you that those texts were going to show up in a court of law? I know. And she should have just let him well and well alone when she got his, his money instead of keep on going and going. I guess she got she got used to beating the shit out of him. And so she decided that, hey, I'm going to take one more shot and wipe him out for some money or something. And this cat just decided to take her to court. And thank God he uh, he proved that he wasn't an angel, but he never uh, physically abused her. Yeah, look, pretty much everybody's got demons. They have their own personal struggles. I mean, Maya, don't let me sleep. Got them, whoever, my neighbor's got them, whoever's got them. Um, and it was clear that Johnny Depp may have some skeletons in his closet. Hell, he's probably got a bone in his shoe. But, you know, at the same time, just because you have demons and you have your own personal struggles doesn't necessarily make you a complete asshole. You want to know a story about demons? It was a funny story. Uh-huh. So I get up all the time at 3.30 in the morning. That's my time because because of work and just basically the way that I am. I can't sleep late. Mm-hmm. And uh, the day after my birthday, I had to be at work at 6 in the morning. So I had a big plate of food. And I went to bed. And I get, <laughs> I get up. I'm dressed the next morning. I'm having a cup of coffee. I'm, I swear to God what I'm about to tell you. I swear to you on my cat's life. <laughs> oh man, this business. Yeah, you know I love my baby. Mm-hmm. A woman with long, 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 long hair, a ghost, try to grab my arm in the kitchen. I swear to God. Damn. And it felt like shells through my body, but I shake uh-huh. my I shake my hand away and I said, What the fuck? The demons don't let me sleep and now I'm seeing ghosts in the fucking kitchen. And that was it. She disappeared. Well, it sounds like you need to call the Murky Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to uh, Murky Chronicles and Dave Fuller, the Busher Navashi. Talked to him the other day. I guess somebody scratched his car at a Walmart in Seattle. No, oh, but it's a- man. He's probably going off on it. No, he was very professional. He was waiting for the Okay. But he was <laughs> getting good. ready to snap at the, at the people because the, the only the police officers apparently can come and look at the video, not, not the people that work at the store that have the video right. operating. I don't know. So. That's the last I heard of him. But yeah, it sounded like something for... I mean, you know what's so funny? That I just grabbed my hand away and said, you know, what the fuck is going on in this house? But I still went to work and worked like 17 hours that day normal and stuff. Like, I know I was stone cold sober because I went to bed early that, that, that my, on my birthday. I partied the daytime and I went to bed early and stuff. But that was crazy how it... Man... There's ghosts in this house. <laughs> There's a female ghost in this house. That's all I got to say. But I'm I tell you what, that would have happened to me. It's my go, well, who are you going to call? Nobody. I'm getting the fuck out. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going yeah. anywhere. But, you know, it's just crazy that it happened in here. Who knows, man? Who knows? But now we're going into uh, Hannibal, 2001, American psychological crime film directed mm-hmm. by Ridley Scott and Ray Liotta is in, the, is in there. I mean, he, yeah, Hannibal, the the uh, sequel to Silence of the Lambs, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, another one I thought was kind of overrated. I thought it was boring. No, this this was way overrated. This was nowhere near in the ballpark of Silence of the Lambs uh, or Red Dragon. No, which one was before Red Dragon? Uh, Mindhunter. Well, Red Dragon. Red Dragon one was released after after this. Hannibal, but it's a prequel and it takes place before Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, what was the name of the other one before all of this? The one that I like. Uh, Manhunter. Manhunter. Manhunter is supreme, bro, on all of this. I but, like I like Manhunter more than I like Silence of the Lambs. Woo, that's a bold statement. Hey, that's that's it is what it is. It's got that uh, that old school flavor that I like. That like Miami Bay style of flavor. Oh yeah, the Manhunter reminds me a lot of uh, To Live and Die with L.A. Mainly because it's got the same lead actor in it. Same but, lead actor, yeah. Yeah, uh, William Peterson. William Peterson, the great William. Yeah, Peterson. who everybody probably knows him as uh, playing the uh, uh, investigator on, on CSI. Yeah, 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 that's him. That's him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, that shit is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Then, then he actually did a movie with Gene Hackman, the great Gene Hackman, uh, Heartbreakers. Is that, oh my, I think that's the comedy with Sigourney Weaver. That is correct. Wow. Man, I know way too much shit. Jennifer, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, Jennifer Love Huge Tits. Gotta love her, man. <laughs> Jason Lee. <laughs> Jay, now the female listeners are going to think that we're that kind of people. Please. Nah, man. We're just poking fun. We're having fun here. Please, Jay. It's not like I look at her on a, on her Facebook lives and look at her breasts when she's talking. I'm not that kind of person. Then okay. we finally go to the one that we were talking about, uh, Blow. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, Blow, like we mentioned earlier, a great uh, little biopic on George Young, who was a heavy drug runner for the Medellin cartel, which is run by you know the infamous Pablo Escobar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Ray Liotta, like we mentioned, was the you know the sympathetic father who kind of just let everything go and put up with a lot of stuff. <laughs> that was that uh, was that movie had another uh, besides Johnny Depp. It had um, Penelope uh, Penelope Cruz. Yes, that was when she was really, if I recall, that she was really starting to be familiar to American audiences. I mean, she was really big overseas. I think in France or something like that. Spain. Spain, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. And um, so she started becoming popular at that time. Now, her role's not very, very big, but I did like it. I thought she was pretty good in the role. Yeah, no, she was like, she couldn't even blow her nose in this country without people just getting amazed by it. She could do no wrong uh, by then. She was red hot. Oh, yeah. Especially at the time. She was yeah. mad. But she also got real popular because she was dating Tom Cruise there for a little while. So. Yep, it was Cruise and Cruise. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Big shout out to Tom Cruise for reviving the uh, the American movie experience. I have not seen the new Top Gun. Um, waiting same. for my wife to get back from out of town, which she will be this weekend. Yes, yeah, and same. then uh, she and I are going to see it together, and I cannot wait. Same here, but I've gotten a lot of texts from friends telling me about it, and they were like, "Man, it's the feel good movie of the year." I, you know what? Good because. I know a lot of people don't like Tom Cruise because of his personal beliefs. Me, myself, I could, I really don't give too much of a shit of somebody's personal beliefs because I'm not going to watch their personal beliefs. I'm going to watch them act in a good movie. movie, I've always enjoyed Tom Cruise's movies. Besides freedom of religion, it's uh, 
That's a big thing in this here land. Yeah. Yeah. Not for some, but for us. People like you and me, we respect everybody's religion, but yeah, the people that talk the most about it obviously do not. Hey, well, I mean, look, we live in a day and age of social media with all the Facebooks and the TikToks and the tweeters and all that stuff. Um, so it's, it's easy for everybody to have an opinion. And unfortunately... Uh, you know, that's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Jed, you as a highly educated man, uh, do you think um, this uh, notion, what is being said, that a lot of people are living fake lives in social media? Do I believe in it? Yeah, I do. I'm just asking if, if you do, if you believe that, that they, they say the percentage of everything that you see, people are actually pretending that they're very happy when they're very empty inside. Oh, well, absolutely. I believe yeah. that because I think a lot of people use social media as their outlet. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, and they don't want. I mean, that, like, granted, you do have some out there that may post every single thing out there like, hey, I'm going to wash the dishes. Yeah. Or, you know, like, I'm yeah, like the clothes in the, I'm putting my clothes in the dryer now. I wonder if he still yeah. loves me. Or, the, or this month, I'm having a hard time paying all my bills and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. which I, I get. Everybody is on vacation. Some people like, may actually need some sort of help. I don't, you know, who knows? I don't know. I mean, but, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't put none of my, my, I do may do some political memes or some photos of a taco that I made at home and some shit like that. And, you know, I make no, no, no hidden, uh, 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 nothing about my, my personal life. I got ups and downs. Sometimes I feel real empty inside and sometimes I'm having a good fucking day. Give or right. take. I, I mean, mean, it's that's just the way things go. Hell, I mean, I have my days when I don't feel so hot, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's just uh, but how just, it goes. But, yeah, I do Like, I see some people on social media. People, like, I do believe that now, I'd say about 80 to 90% of what people post on show, social media, I mean, we don't have a clue of what's going on. Yeah, that, the that's, that's, what I, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. The, the percentage is like 90% sometimes. Almost 95. <laughs> I mean, I've had people tell me some pretty bad stuff in their lives, but you would never read it on social media. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I got my moments. Like, I used to store store uh, photos of my cat. I love my cat. And I sometimes oh, he does yeah. fun. Yeah, does, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like me and my family. You yeah, know? Like, sometimes I, like, I, I I'm do. I'm very a, proud of my family, and I like to show pictures sometimes. Yeah, and I do photos of of tacos but you know over the last few years i've lost some personal friends that have passed out and they have left me you know pretty empty sometimes i got good days sometimes i got bad days right sometimes, and that's every that's with everybody sometimes um, i masqueraded with fake love and a whole bunch of alcohol sometimes i do not oh yeah oh dude i've had my nights where i'll tie one on you know <laughs> but then i'll have my nights where I'm in bed by nine o'clock. Yeah. I mean, it's that's me ups and downs, man. It's a it's a it's a it's a long fight. We'll see. We'll see if we end up with a belt at the end or not. But uh, from right. there, we move into John Q. I like John Q. Is uh oh, that, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, Denzel Washington, red hot on this one. A kid was dying, and Denzel Washington, you know, he was the kid had an enlarged heart. Denzel Washington was just. Superb, like he is on every single role that he takes. I mean, it's hard for him to do a bad, bad to do bad acting. He can't do it. 
Didn't Ray Liotta play the uh, the the uh, head of police or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he played Chief Gus Monroe is what he played. There you go. Yeah, man, and then, you know, that was a good one. That then, was a good, hey, that was a good movie. Yeah, then I don't remember this one, but uh, he did Ticker, a two, 2001 American action oh. film directed by Albert Pion. I know what movie Pion. you're talking about, too. Yeah, it stars uh, Tom Sizemore, which I love him in Heat, Jamie Presley, which he's a hot little uh, babe back then. Yeah. Dennis Hopper, the icon. Steven Seagal, Ice-T, Kevin uh, Gage, and the greatest, uh, one of the greatest lyricists, rappers of all time, Nas. Ticker, from what I remember from it, was one of those action movies that was supposed to be kind of a sleeper hit, but the problem was the movie really sucked. <laughs> yeah. So it went. If I remember right, it went straight to cable, and then it was released on DVD. And um, uh, I remember seeing about half of it back in the day, and was just severely disappointed. <laughs> then, Officer Rhodes, he played uh, in the two thousand and three American neo noir thriller uh, Identity. And that one has John Cusack, Ray Liotta, Amanda Peet, Alfred Molina, also known for his role in uh, the Spider-Man movies. It's Doctor Octopus, yeah. Uh, Dr. Octavius. Yep, Rebecca de Mornay. We were talking about her earlier. This yeah. one, I remember this one. I like it. I, I remember seeing it when it first came out, but I don't think I've seen it yeah, since. Yeah, this one is real good all the way to the end until you finally figure out what's really going on. Okay, so this one of those whodunits. Yeah, it messes with your mind all the way till the end. This one is good. I'm glad. Okay. I'm glad I brought this one up. This is... Speaking of messing with your mind, our good friend, our good friend Sid Henson recommended a movie. Uh huh. That it, it's new. It's the new movie with Michelle Yeoh. Every is it everything, everywhere, all at once? Yeah, I got it on my uh, on my list of things that I gotta watch. Yeah, I got it on mine too. I haven't watched it. I've been. I just actually just got back from out of town yesterday. So. Yeah, I've been working. I've been working hard, hardly working at uh, a lot of things. So I haven't had time, but definitely I'm keeping an eye on that one. And from there, we move to the last shot, a 2004 American action comedy, Matthew Broderick, Alec Baldwin, <laughs> Tony Tony Collette, Kalista Flockhart, and Ray Liotta. Don't think I've seen it. Uh, I'd never seen it. The poster looks awesome. I mean, the poster is, is, is where it's at on this one. I don't know if this movie's any good. You never hear people talking about it. Right. But the last shot. And then he did Control, which is another one of those uh, movies that flew under the radar. That one had Michelle Rodriguez and William Dafoe and Ray Liotta. Don't think I've seen that one either. Yeah, it was by a company in Bulgaria, so I don't think this one went anywhere. Yeah, it sounds like he was starting to take a bunch of roles for maybe a, you know, large paycheck. Yeah, then he did, uh, 2005, he did, uh, well, this one was uh, Revolver with Guy Ritchie. Everybody wanted to work with Guy Ritchie. I've heard of it. I've not seen I've this seen one. it. It's not bad. It's not that. It's not Guy Ritchie's best movie, but it's not bad. So it's not as good as Snatch. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, Snatch is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> or two, uh... And no, we're not talking about the porno. 
No, 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 we're not talking about porno. <laughs> we're done talking about that kind of shit in this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels was also excellent. Yeah, oh, yeah, those two movies, Snatch and Lockstock, yeah. Lock, they, they kind of yeah. set Guy Ritchie's career you know, going yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. Revolver, on the other hand, not so much. Not so much. Yeah, it kind of... I think it kind of died at the box office. Yeah. Then he did uh, Slow Burn with LL. that one either. LL Cool J. No, this <laughs> one. And he was a executive producer of this one. He had produced, uh, he had produced a, few, a few films, and uh, this one was one of them. Then he did Even Money. That one was uh, it's an American crime film. Lots of talking on this one. Lots and lots of Kelsey Graham. Grammar was on this one. Uh, Forrest Whitaker was on this one. Tim Roth was on this one. It was good, that one. But it was a lot of... Danny DeVito. I remember that I don't that think one. I've seen that one. Yeah, I can't recall that one. It's a lot of acting. Then he did with Antonio Banderas, Take the Lead. But mm-hmm. he did not act on this one. He was just an executive producer. Oh, uh, since I, uh, you know, in his later career, he started getting a lot of producer credits. Yep, that was 2006. And then he did Local Core, which is a uh, drama directed by George Gallo and starring uh, you know, Ray Liotta and Trevor Morgan and Lily Rose based on a true story. Huh, okay. And then Comeback Season. This is uh, one of those. Uh, romantic bo- uh, movie. Married Men with Help. Uh, uh, Smoking Aces was action. This is this is uh he played FBI agent Donald FBI agent Donald and uh this one was pretty good. I don't, don't think I've heard I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, lots of action, lots of uh shooting. Okay. Yeah, then he goes and does Wild Hogs in 2007. Wild Hogs, my god. That was good. It's a it, comedy. It was okay. <laughs> I, mean, I like Ray Liotta. I thought he was a cool bad guy in the movie. Yeah. Then he did In the Name of the King. In the Name of the King? Yep. Yeah, that movie's crap. Yeah, that movie is uh, It's not very that's, good. That's easily one of Jason Statham's worst, if would, not his worst. I would say that's his worst. I would say yeah. that's his worst. I mean, it's a movie that he had no business being in. He just I mean, it was directed about was in Uwe Boll. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I mean, he's caused a lot of controversy because he can't understand why people hate his movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and, uh, uh, I can tell you why. Because uh, <laughs> they're bad. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're real bad, sir. I'm sorry to have except, to break it to you. Hey, except for Rampage, I liked Rampage. You did. You did like Rampage. I'm not talking about the stupid Dwayne Johnson gorilla movie. No, I'm talking about there's another movie called Rampage that Uwe Boll directed. It's actually quite good. Oh, okay, I'll check it out. I thought you were talking about the uh, the one with Dwayne Johnson that they're trying to make part two. Uh, uh, I'm not talking about that crap. They're that trying, terrible. They're trying to make part two because if the first time they didn't scare you, <laughs> the second time they're really going to drive you away from the movie theater. Hollywood. I mean, is- I knew, the, the movie Rampage, the Dwayne Johnson Rampage, threw me off, especially at the end when he's like, you mess with my friends, you mess with me. <laughs> it starts, you know... Hollywood shots trying to you know trying to protect his seventy foot gorilla. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood will Hollywood will mess that up here soon because right now they're red hot with that uh with that uh that Tom Cruise uh Top Gun movie. Part oh two. God, yeah, dude. I mean, I cannot wait to see it, and I hope 
this new Top Gun movie really, I mean, I know the box office was really starting to come back. Yep. After COVID, but I, it looks like to me with this Top Gun movie, they they're really hitting the jackpot and getting people to come back. And, yeah, and, I mean, I went coming back in waves. Yeah, I went to see Doctor Strange just because, man, I knew what was coming, and I said this is gonna be trippy. I went to see it on 3D, and I don't regret it. I haven't seen that one yet. No, that was good because Sam Raimi. Uh, yeah, he took. I don't know how them people from. Huh? People from uh, Disney allowed him to do that, but nevertheless, we sank them for it. Right. Because it was, uh, yeah, that was kind of rough. Battle in Seattle was his next one. Mayor Team Jim Tovin. Battle in Seattle. Nothing has changed. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Political action thriller. Film and directed by Stuart Townsend and directorial debut. The story is loosely based on the protest activities of WTO. Ministerial Conference in 1999, the film premiere in 20, May 22, 2008 at the Seattle International Film Fest. Some people in Seattle love that shit. Oh, yeah. Remember man, there's, there's, I've never seen the movie, but apparently the people in <laughs> Seattle have. <laughs> they live that every day. The <coughs> Remember the Summer of Love? Is the nut that, <laughs> you don't remember when they did that? Uh, they took over them four blocks in Seattle. And the mayor was a, a a total jackass, and they I mean they sealed the whole the whole place up, and people were just living there and doing as they pleased. They started going to the businesses and asking them for money. That was during COVID. Oh, okay, I remember something. Yeah, about that. and the mayor said, uh, you know, maybe it'll be another summer of love. <laughs> <laughs> Until yeah. they started killing people, they killed like eight people in a week. They were like, "Man, we got to put an end to this." Yeah, some are loving that aching ass. <laughs> Get a job. B movie. I like B movie. Okay. Two thousand and uh, two thousand and seven. Computer animated. You know, that's about bees. <laughs> Ray Liotta. Uh, oh like, yeah, that's the one with Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, himself. He, you know, his voice. Yeah, I've watched that with my kids. Yeah. Yep. Then this one is uh, 2008. Oh, the Phillies won the World Series. That was the last time they won the World Series. I was there. Um, nice. Hero Wanted. 2008. I was a full-blown uh, uh, having a good time in 2008. Boy, I had a good time. Uh, Ray <laughs> Liotta. <laughs> I did, too. I was in the Marine Corps. Oh, you, I'm so. sorry, Jay, but we owe, we owe you a great deal of gratitude. Uh I'll tell you off the air what I was doing, and you're going to hate me for it, but I was having a good time. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., and uh, that was when Cuba Gooding Jr., his career was starting to take a dive, too. (laughs) Dude, we could go all day and talk about the nosedive of Cuba Gooding Jr.'s career. Yeah. I I mean, he went from having a really awesome Academy Award-winning role in Jerry Maguire to doing movies like Boat trip, yeah. And, I don't know. Uh, God, the, the fighting temptations and Daddy Day Camp too. Give me a break. Yeah, I don't know what happened. And then here's another one. In 2008, he did uh, Powder Blue, which is uh, Patrick Swayze's uh, final film. Oh, okay. Before he died in September of this year of the of 2018 and eight. I'm sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he did Crossing Over. I don't remember that one, but uh, it had Harrison Ford in it. 
Uh, well, Harrison Ford. Um, I mean, he he had a, a career path there for a little bit that wasn't so good. So <laughs> yeah, this one okay. This one is about different nationalities struggling to achieve legal status in Los Angeles, dealing with the border, document fraud, extortion, and asylum and green card process. Sounds okay. Like, sounds like something a Democrat would write. And then we have observe and report. And that one was with uh, Seth Rogen. That movie's actually funny. That movie's funny. Seth Rogen may yeah. be a, a, a raging lunatic liberal, but he is funny. I got to give him his his, his due. Yeah. That was actually very underrated. Um, yeah. The problem was observe and report came out right around the same time as Paul Blart, which is also which is terrible. Yeah. But uh, you know, like part somehow two? or another, Paul, the Paul Blart movie got more attention and it made more money. I don't know why, but it sure the hell did. It sure did. I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of those things. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of people out there that think Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is a good movie. I don't know. And I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I like all them Jurassic Park movies. Then you Jurassic got, World Fallen Kingdom was bad. The first Jurassic World was okay. It's a nice little throwback kind of to, you know, a 90s destruction type of movie. You know what I mean? Where nature runs wild. Uh, so that, as far as the original trilogy, of course, the first one's a classic. Uh, Lost World, I think, is a little underrated. I think it's a pretty solid sequel. But Jurassic Part 3 is... Straight up garbage. Then, or as my son would say, or as my son Brantley would say, dog water. Dog water. <laughs> then he did a date night. Date night was a good movie. Steve Carell, Tina Fey. That's a uh, that's a fun little fun yeah, little he movie. Played Joe Mileto. Then he did a Snowman. Don't know much about it. It wasn't that good. Shathan Three Thousand. Yeah. That was about a. Uh, It was about uh, Roberto Clemente and a star uh, Trevor Morgan, Roy uh, Culkin, okay. which is uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother, Ray Liotta, Lauren Hawley again. Hmm. And it was it was pretty good, that one. I mean, I like Roberto Clemente. He was a good man. And then Charlie, yeah, Charlie St. Cloud, <laughs> Zac Efron. The, oh, God. The, that's the uh, Zac Efron film, is it not? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then you got uh, The Details, which is a independent black comedy film. Um, when we say black comedy, we mean that it's a dark comedy with, with, uh, with uh, you know, like dark humor. Uh, it didn't do nothing. I got you. Elizabeth Banks, Kerry oh. Washington. No, I just want to specify that this days, boy, they're looking for something to they can... They can uh, tie us to the cross. It's called The Details. The Son of No One is the next one that he did. That's another one, like you said, where he started to just do whatever the hell just to get a uh, to get a, a paycheck. This one, Shanem Tatum stars in it. All Things Fall Apart, uh, 50 Cents, Mario Van Pebbles. It was directed by Mario Van Pebbles. <coughs> And yeah, it's one of those. That, yeah, I mean, from all them kids, and a Fifty Cent ended up being uh Fifty Cent ain't too far away from joining Dr. Dre and those uh, and the billion dollar rapper club or Jay Z. Well, Fifty Cent's about 
Expendables movie. He's in the new Expendable movies? Yeah, Expendable 4 is, I think, is supposed to come out in October. No, 50 Cent doesn't even, to be honest with you, he doesn't even have to do movies to make money. He must be something that he wants to do because he's making a fortune with his, uh, all the TV shows that he created. You know, his business. It's announced, was it yesterday or today, uh, that uh, LeBron James is worth a billion dollars now? Yeah, I mean. That Billions was, with a B. Yeah, that was that was bound to happen. I mean, he's been he's been out there almost 18 years or 19 years, right? Earning Earning top dollar in the league. With but you know what? The Lakers are still not in the finals. Ha ha! They need to make the playoffs. No, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna make it with him. I don't think that that Laker team is made for that. I mean, you gotta no. build something. And then once well, again, uh, real quick, real yeah. quick too, they just announced that uh, the WWE turned a billion dollar like they yeah they turned a massive profit last year. Yeah, they did. That's that's what I read about about uh, them. They were uh, well, they let a half of the staff go. I mean. All them and contracts and people. Probably, right. Probably saved a lot of money, too. You know, during COVID, they all the... Yeah. 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 So here we got... We can find some... Uh, Feel of Dreams, too. <laughs> I'm not even... He played Roger Goodell on that one. Believe it or not. <laughs> Wanderlust. Yeah, Wanderlust was another one of those... Uh, Judd, Judd Apatow... Uh, Comedies, eh, not for me. Killing me softly is uh, that's a good one, cause it's based on a book and it's uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, it stars uh, Brad Pitt, and it has a uh, James Gandolfini, the late James Gandolfini, and Ray Liotta. Sam Shepard is in it. Richard Jenkins is in it. This was a good one, bro. Hey, that's a great cast, too. Yeah, man. Because, I mean, I'm telling you, this is, uh, oh, man, it's, uh, it's a good one. I, I really enjoyed it. I don't know if you were a big fan, but I was a big fan of it. Yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, it's one of those under-the-radar movies that nobody really ever talks about. Yeah. But it's actually really, really good. Yeah, because, uh, man, that was just... The guy who wrote it was used to be a criminal attorney. Oh, okay. it reminded me a lot of a maybe of a like a crime Tarantino movie. Yes, yes, that's the way that he used to write this man. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think his name, but uh, it's the Weinstein Company, so maybe that had something to do with. Uh, <laughs> people don't even bring it up anymore. I don't know. Yeah, in Weinstein's. <laughs> I think the other brother is normal. Well, I mean, he his company went bankrupt because of everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Jay, you like to read? Uh, this is this is uh, "Killing Me Softly" is based on Coogan's trade, and it was written by George B. Higgins. Okay. And he's a great writer. Great writer. Absolutely. Yeah. He he was the one who wrote "The Friends of Eddie Coyle." Okay. I don't Good know deal. if you ever read about it, but he criminal criminal uh, uh, crime novels he did and. They were they were good. That's why Killing Me Softly was such a good movie to me because they 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 stayed as close as possible to the uh, to the uh, to the book. And then he did Breathless, uh, The Iceman, uh, the place the place beyond the pines. He played Peter DeLuca. That was good. 
Haven't seen that. I have to check that out. Though I'll take your word for it. No, that's that's definitely with Ryan Gosling and my and Bradley Cooper and Eva. Okay, good and cast. Eva, good yeah, cast. Yeah, and Eva, Eva Mendes. No, this is a this is a very good movie. That's that's a uh, you're gonna love this movie. Have to check that out. Absolutely. That, yeah. After that, he went out. He went again. Ticker Yellow, which is another one of those. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Bad Karma, <laughs> Dear, Dear Dracula. He played Count Dracula's boys, directed DVD. Uh, the Devil in Details is more of the same. Suddenly, it's more of the same. Once again, I think he comes back with a. I don't know who's in that one, but it's another one that it doesn't. Uh, better Live Through Chemistry, uh, Muppets Most Wanted. He came back and did the Muppets again. Big Papa, he played. The Identical Sin City, a dame. A Dame to Kill For. He played Joe. Yeah, that was the second Sin City movie. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Revenge of the Green Dragon. Haven't seen it. No, I've never seen it. Stretch. I've never seen it. Kill the Messenger. Heard of it. Never seen it. No, never seen it. Oh, man. No, it's based on a book by the same name. I wonder, man. Probably, probably good. I don't know. I have to find What's, it. Uh, what was, like, real quick... Um, do you remember the first movie you ever saw Ray Liotta in that you can recall? The first movie that I saw him in, no, I can't, I can't, I mean, I I have to say that it had to be a feel of dreams when he played Shula's uh, Joe Jackson, because I was such a huge uh, baseball fan back then that I probably gravitated to see it, because before that, you know, I don't know, maybe I've seen him, maybe he's been on Miami Vice, I would have to check. Because from there, I, I mean, the it was all... I, I think the first time I ever remember seeing him was Goodfellas. Good, yeah, that's all I... I mean, because uh, the, the, the Many Saints of Newark is all I can... It's the last great thing that he did. Before that, it was all a bunch of straight to uh, DVD. Marriage Story is a movie that he played Ray, Jay, Jay Marotta. No, there's one that he played himself. But you didn't like Many Saints of Newark, if I recall. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that, you know, it wasn't nothing that I'm crazy about. Like, you know, the first three seasons oh, of Sopranos were good. And after that, I just didn't care much for it. I've seen oh, the whole I'm thing. A, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge Sopranos Yeah, fan. no, I know, I know. Oh. I mean, it's, it's not the, the Many Saints of, of Newark. It's not a bad movie. It's just that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you on the movie, though, because I thought it was good. But it, I think I would have like to have seen a movie that was more of a sequel like what is meadow and aj doing now yeah you know, what, what's carmella doing what's uh you know what about um silvio and and paulie and like yeah. what are they doing i mean nothing against you know showing the beginnings of everything but i think i would have much rather had seen a sequel yeah i think i don't know i think maybe maybe you know losing james gandolfini i mean maybe they weren't i don't know they maybe they didn't have it in them too they didn't feel comfortable making something that was going to be memorable or good and they wanted to do a, a prequel who knows yeah who knows big of an actor to let him you know for him to die and them to come back and Make it look like he's in jail or whatever. But his son did a good job in it. That much I can say. Oh, his son, Michael Gandolfini, looks exactly like him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly like him. I mean, when yeah. he starts losing his hair and gets older, he's going to be a twin with his daddy. I put on a little bit more weight. Yeah. <laughs> Just like him. Yeah. Big, big shout out. Uh, uh, Ray Liotta was also in 1984. He was a Mike Hammer. Uh, 
Mickey Spillane's Mike Hammer with Stacy Keach. Big shout out to oh. Stacy Keach who uh, turned 80, 82 or 83 yesterday. Big shout out to the great Clean Iswood. I was watching for a few dollars more last night. Um, uh, my wife and wife, my wife and I watched Gran Torino not too long ago. Oh yeah, yeah. I was watching uh, for a few dollars more the other night. I was enjoying it last night. Yeah, Gran Torino is awesome. I was gonna watch his newest movie, Cry Macho, but I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it. I mean, I don't know how many more he got left in him. That man is healthy. I mean, for ninety-two years old, he looks. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean his hair maybe his hair may be leaving, but I mean he's still strong as an ox. Oh yeah, big time. After that, I mean he's been on uh Ray Liotta was on uh Senate Saint Elsewhere, Crazy Times, Another World, ER, SpongeBob, SquarePens. <laughs> Saint Elsewhere. That was uh Whatever happened I, to SpongeBob. I remember right, that's the hospital drama that where yeah. Denzel Washington got his start. That's right. That is right. Yeah. And in 2018, he played uh, Morty Sislak on the uh, on The Simpsons. Okay, good deal. All and right. He's been on The Simpsons. Then he was on Grand Cervado by City as Tommy Bersetti. I played him there. Nice. Yeah, by City is a classic game. Yeah, and he won an award for Best Male, male Boys Performance. Yeah. The, then he was on a, I also play him as a Call of Duty Black Ops 2. He played Billy Handsome. Yep. Then he did uh, the, the the Grand Theft Auto trilogy. And Ray Liotta also did theater. Go figure. Oh, I'm sure he did. I bet he was awesome too. Yep. He never won an Oscar, but uh, he, so, won, he won. So it is, it's really safe to say that uh, Ray Liotta's career is very long and distinguished, um, and in my opinion, and will always be underrated. I think they give him they give him some love. I mean, the guy the guy did. You can look at him, and the camera loved him. Yeah. Like I said, we're always going to remember him by uh, by uh, uh, by playing, yeah, by Henry Hill. I mean, it's almost impossible. I mean, he just. That was just incredible acting when he played that that guy. Even when he was playing a the loser that was all strung out on coke and the police was all over him. I mean, you can even feel sorry for the guy. He was so good at it. Oh, I know, I know. And the thing is, like, I read the book that Goodfellas is based on by Nicholas Pileggi. And uh, when I was reading this book, and it and it was, he also uh, Henry Hill helped write the book as well. And um, when I was reading the actual book, of course, I, I read it after the actual movie. But it's, when I was reading the book, all I could see was Ray Liotta. Yeah, no, all he, I could see was Ray Liotta as Henry Hill. It would be impossible for that movie to be ever remade, and uh, and somebody I, I put a better performance than than Ray Liotta as Henry Hill. Look, there are certain American classics that never. Ever, 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 ever need to be touched. And Goodfellas, along with the original Rocky, those are two. <laughs> yeah, no, and The Godfather. And The Godfather. Yeah, you are correct there, too. Yeah, you, there's just movies that you can't. I mean, even High Noon is just a movie that you can never redo. Or Bullet. Yeah, you can't do that. I mean, but they will be doing it soon, but yeah. 
<laughs> you should. Yeah, they better not, I, dude. I will strike. <laughs> we'll be doing the bullet review, and Jay will be having a fit in here. Yeah, dude. I'll be drunk, drunk as a monkey trying to oh explain my myself. I'm going to do all my shows without a single ounce of alcohol from here to the rest of the year. And at the end of the year, I am going to kill Power Rojo character. And me and Jay are going to be doing the next season in 2023 as my nickname and then Jay's real name. There you go. Right, man, we're getting one step closer. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the last, the last season as Power Rojo. Last season. Very well. Killing off the character at the end of the year. How do you want him to die, Jay? Yeah. You show up with I some. Think, you show up. I, look, with some, I will, I'll be there. <laughs> you show up with some sad music at the end. Oh yeah, man. Well, you know, we'll we'll play a little, uh, you know, Highway to Hell or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe uh, our topic could be, you know, uh, death of important movie characters or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's not make this. I mean, I'm serious that I'm going to kill the character off. At I already made up my mind at the okay. end of the year, but uh. Uh, well, Jay, the next guy, boy. Ooh, Jay, the guy behind the mask. I don't know if you want to do that, Jay. Jay would be like, man, you got to bring him back <laughs> by February, hey, Jay. <laughs> hey, look, I've been shot at in 145 degree heat. I think I can take it. Yeah. Oh, that was no <laughs> joke, Jay. <laughs> Them cats wanted, they wanted you bad. <laughs> they gave it their at best. Somebody, hey, at least somebody did at the time. Yeah, I was single. <laughs> they, the man, it was it was real nasty. They they oh god, I'm glad they didn't get you because nah. we would have never fulfilled our dream of uh, and our legacy of being two of the greatest podcasters nobody ever heard about. Yeah, you damn right. <laughs> so Jay, next week we'll be back. Um, we're about to wrap this up. Uh, like I said, like we said, we were remembering a um, long career of. Uh, this great actor uh, that really led a memorable, 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 many memorable scenes on the screen. But that laughter with uh, what's funny, that was probably one of the best scenes ever. Oh, yeah. He goes, so what is it about me amuses you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tommy, we're just kidding. <laughs> breaking balls. <laughs> <laughs> with Joe Pesci, that was that was good. That was good. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm going to have to go back and watch Goodfellas soon just because. Go to YouTube and just watch the best scenes of it. That way you don't have to spend two uh, they hours. They got the whole movie on uh, HBO Max. Oh, they do? Don't tell me that because now when I'm done here, I'm going to go downstairs and watch. <laughs> yeah, it's on HBO. I mean, I have the Blu-ray. Oh, real quick before we leave. You know, I collect... I still collect physical media, which includes Blu-rays. And I yeah. got some doozies on Blu-ray this past week. What you got? First of all, in a three-disc collection, Death, Death Wish 2, 3, and 4 on Blu-ray. Wow. I watched Death Wish, Death Wish 3 last night. Um, God, the movie's so trash, but it's great. No, we may have to do the uh, Death Wish uh, soon, but right now we definitely have to wrap it up in order to be able to release this. We got people waiting for it. So without further ado, folks, man, remembering the great... Ray Liotta, who unfortunately passed away on May 26 of 2022, and may he rest in peace, and we will forever remember him for all the great moments that he gave us. So until the next time, stay safe out there, America. Summer is about to get going, and we'll be here to entertain you uh, until we take our little vacation on the 4th of July week. So 
Other than that, me and Jay will return next week with another exciting episode of Tales from the Abyss. Stay safe out there and thank you for listening.